Walk on the powerless life. Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. Glad that you're here with us. We're here in the studio in Louisville, Colorado. We have a beautiful audience here. Could we have a shot of the audience? Aren't they something? Okay. And here we have Jeffrey Hoppy, ready to present Adamus for us. So, this is a wonderful time and a moment because no matter when or where you're listening to this or watching this, you're watching this from the crimsoncircle.com, listening to it from crimsoncircle.com, or you're listening to it on Blog Talk Radio. But no matter what, we want to welcome you all for being here and joining us. Again, this is the first in the series of Walk On. I think we're all ready. So welcome. With that, I'd like each of us in this now moment to take the good deep breath. Time and time again, Adamus invites us to take the good deep breath. This is the breath of life. This breath that tells our body we choose life. So breathe with all that you are. Breathing body, mind, and soul into this now moment. It's in this now moment that all potentials are truly created. So please take the good deep breath. Breathe and allow yourself to open to this experience in this now moment. Breathe, and as you breathe, there's going to be some music playing. And just as you breathe with this music, just allow yourself to feel what it can mean to enjoy life, to celebrate. So with that, take the good deep breath. Breathe consciously and listen to the music. Breathe. Breathe. Die. 
Sanctus Germanus, yes, holy brother, holy brother, <laughs> I am that I am, Adamus, St. Germain. Please, please, uh, I'll take the coffee, you keep the dog. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. See, you don't even have to ask, it's just there when you need it. The dog, not the coffee. <laughs> So, my dear friends, welcome to this gathering. Ah, welcome to the beginning of our new Shoud series. I always love this when we start a new Shoud. So many exciting things coming to us this next year. This is the walk on Shoud, the powerless life. I call it that because it's time to just walk on from those things that are no longer serving you. Time to just walk on from, well, your old history. Time to walk on from that biology. Time to walk on from that mind. Walk on into what you have dreamt of, into what you know is there, but you couldn't possibly figure it out from your current mind in your current body. Time to just walk on. And that's exactly what we're going to do. It's interesting to come to this point because I've been with you now 
six years, going on our seventh. And I know there are times when many of you say, but when are we really going to get to it? <laughs> when are we going to start doing magic tricks and manifesting gold out of thin air and all of these other things? Yes, yes. <laughs> ah. But I know that these things are incidental to you. They're really not that important. I know what's really important. What's really, really important is just that connection back to yourself. That's it. With that, everything else is incidental. Yes, yes, you can actually manifest things out of thin air when you want, but you don't have this overwhelming desire to do it. You don't, uh, you're not trying to escape from, a, from the human self-prison, because you're already free. You're already out. I, I love working with Chambra. I, I love to call myself the Professor of Freedom. I'm sorry to put you to sleep there, big yawn. Um, she's like, let's get on with the gold, forget all the other stuff. Less lecture, more gold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can already see the T-shirt. So I like to call myself the Professor of Freedom, because ultimately that's what enlightenment is. That's it. Enlightenment, ascension, fancy terms for freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from all of the old obstacles, all of the old identity, all of the things that have held you back. Freedom to do anything, and that includes the and. I love the and, because it means you can be a human. You can have your issues, you can have problems, and you don't at all. That's real freedom, when you can play in every arena, in every dimension, when you choose. You don't just slip out of being uh, a partially conscious human and go into this grand ascended being who sits on top of a mountaintop and chants and, and meditates. No, it's the and. It's all of those things, and that's true freedom, true freedom. But it saddens me a bit at times. Other times it makes me laugh. But I go back to one of the original questions that I asked of Shambra. Are people, are you, really ready for freedom? The fact is, most are not, and that's okay. It's okay until they talk about freedom. They, they desire, they want freedom, they, they fight for freedom, but yet they're really not ready for it. They're really not. They want an enhanced human experience, uh, but not real freedom. So here, as we enter into our seventh year, I have to honor each and every one of you for being here. Many have left. And rightfully so, gladly so, because it's difficult to do this work that we're all doing with a, a, a scattering of consciousness and desires. It's difficult to do it when there are those who are only in it uh, to make um, a better human identity, but don't really have a real commitment to themselves as spirit beings, as gods, 
those who are just dabbling, or worse yet, those who are really just trying to um, take energy. We had that. Uh, Tobias particularly had it. Uh, those who came to the gatherings just to take energy. Really didn't hear a word, really didn't feel a connection, but they felt this was a great place to steal energy. Over the years, they've, they've gone. They've left because it's not a real good energy-stealing place anymore. Uh, it's not. You're not allowing it. Uh, you're not playing that old game anymore. So they've gone other places. Or they didn't have enough fascination happening, magic tricks, and, and, and or there weren't enough aliens. Uh, aliens. Now, I could sell tickets with aliens uh, if we were going to talk about alien beings and talk about these uh, other realms. But in fact, it's not even important. They're, they're not in human form. They're, they have not gone through the experiences. They're nowhere near as conscious or as enlightened as you are. But not at all. Just because they have green, scaly skin and live on a different planet somewhere doesn't mean they're wise like you are, or they're loving like you are. And just because they come from a distant galaxy or dimension doesn't mean that they have any more knowledge, knowingness, intuition than you do. So we've been able to move them away. I've literally invited them to leave. And now what we have left is a core group all across this planet who are absolutely allowing their freedom. Now we can go places. Now. You've seen in these past years that we've been together, you've seen what the program is. I'm not going to give you these huge, uh, dreamy promises. I can't. Uh, I can tell you a bit about what you're experiencing right now and where you could potentially go. What I do do Beyond my words when we're talking, I do try to tickle, to activate that place in you that already knows. But I can't give that to you. I can only perhaps inspire it or uh, try, to, try to help you to recognize it, try to help you to recognize where, what this is really about. Uh, Long gone are the spiritual novelty seekers that uh, used to hang around, and long gone are those who are looking for quick physical healing. We don't do healings here. I don't. You do. So they go somewhere else because really they don't want to be healed. They really don't. Otherwise, they would be. That's a hard statement. One I've made before, but one that now each and every one of you are coming to understand. They really don't want the real freedom that healing could give. They want some attention. They want some temporary relief. But you know, you've seen them. They'll go right back. They'll trade in one disease for another. They'll trade in one uh, emotional, dramatic issue for another. Now, I know many of you have gone through your issues, physical and mental, but 
you're not doing it in a dramatic, attention, energy-feeding way. You're doing it because you're making a huge transformation in your body, in your psychology, in your consciousness. And sometimes those transformations are, well, they're major. They will bring up a disease. They'll bring up an imbalance so you can release it, not so somebody else can heal it for you. You're bringing these up so you can release it, and you have been doing exactly that. What some of you may call a miracle, what some of you uh, just are amazed at. How can, how can you release something like uh, cancer or uh, a disease when the doctors say it's impossible, nearly impossible? You're learning that you can, not with will. Not with uh, positive affirmation, not with any effort whatsoever, but simply with consciousness, with choosing. So you bring up these issues in your life, and I know there have been plenty, whether it's uh, emotional, psychological, dramatic health uh, issue, issue of balance, uh, mental balance. You bring these up so you can release them, so you can actually see the, the, the wisdom and the joy in it, and you can release it effortlessly. That's hard for most people to understand, this effortless part, because humans are acclimated and programmed to pushing on something in order to make it work, on using an exertion of energy and force of power to make something change. But the true Magi understands there is absolutely no need for that force or power whatsoever. Magi understands it is simply a matter of making that choice and getting out of the human's way. Actually, in a way, Caldra uh, really summarized this entire shout at the beginning by, by saying, Things happen on levels which the human doesn't understand, nor should have to understand, but it's getting that human out of the way so the I Am can bring about what is greater than what your mind or imagination can possibly imagine. There's so much in that, Chambra. You struggle and toil at times with what your thought from a limited, imprisoned human would like to have, and then you try to use power to make it happen. You try to force it, and then you, you are so hard on yourself when it doesn't work the way the human wants it to work. You beat yourself. Try now just getting yourself out of the way. Try realizing that as we go forward in this, you're going to have human desires, human issues and concerns. You will also have the and. You will also have the, what you could say, the, the divine perspective, a very free and open perspective. Please understand that whatever it is that is being chosen not just from the human survival mode, 
but from the grace of the I am mode will simply come without effort. That, that will be challenging, challenging because you're going to feel like you, the human, is not doing anything. And the human has to effort, has to push, has to use power. What you're going to be learning here in these next eleven shouts of ours is that there is no need for any pushing. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel like you're walking outside onto a crowded public street without clothes on, totally naked, really. Because it's going to feel awkward, and you're going to feel, what have you forgotten? Uh, is that, uh, what are people going to say? Well, first of all, they're not going to see you. It's not an emperor's clothes thing. They're just not going to see you. Because they're on a whole different playing field called power. They're not going to see you. They're not going to care about you unless you choose for them to do so. You're going to feel naked because you don't have on the suit of armor of power that everybody wears out there. And you're going to feel vulnerable for a moment. And then you're going to realize there's no need for that armor anymore. There's no need for that power anymore in your life. And then you're going to realize that things just come to you in ways that the human mind could not have dreamt or imagined. That would be another challenge. You're so used to thinking about what you want, but the thinking, A, is generally not coming from your real thoughts. They're not really yours. They belong to your ancestors. They belong to mass consciousness. They're not really yours. You're so used to thinking in terms of uh, the basics, basics, uh, a salary, uh, a, a car that works, uh, a house that you can sleep in, and uh, those type of things. And those don't really matter. They really don't. I know to the human, they might, oh, but, but I have to have those first. No, actually, you're going to realize they just don't matter. And you're going to hit a point in this year where you're going to get mad first at yourself and then at me. And you're going to say, why have I wasted so much time, so many lifetimes, on the pursuit of such humanly things at the absolute um, uh, forgetting or not seeing of what was really important? Why was I wasting so much time on things that were going to be there anyway if I had just allowed myself to go to the next level of consciousness? Why was I so short-sighted in just focusing on paying the bills, feeding myself, having a job, those things, when those are just going to be there naturally when I'm free? Those things, it's humorous in one respect and sad in another respect. It's humorous to see all this effort going into such mundane things, really mundane things, surviving, pretty mundane. It's boring, uh, and that's why you're here. You recognized it was boring. It's sad to see how much of a person's lifetime and potential 
is wasted in a way when really those things are taken care of. I have to underline that and stress that. Those things that you worry about, uh, the, the basics – Tobias talked about them years ago – abundance, health, relationships, and to a degree self-worth. But those basics are automatically taken care of in the powerless life. Those things are automatically feeling in ways you couldn't imagine. Oh, I know. I see the linear mind paths you walk down at times. You plan out a life. What do I have to do about a job? What do I have to do about the, just the day-to-day taking care of the human physical? What do I have to do about my body and about what I eat and about chemicals and all the rest of that? And then it stops there. Uh, it limits right there. And everything then is designed around these basic human survival things. It, you're going to realize, and I don't mean this to be smart, uh, smart ass, you're going to realize that this, this huge barrier called death is really not that important. It's really, really not bad or dreaded. And the fact is that you know, you, all of you have death sitting out here like a time clock, ticking away. When's it going to happen? And you have desires to live to be 150 years old, but you probably kind of know. You say, I'm probably not going to get much past 80 or 90. Some of you worry because of your family background that a health issue may take you now or next year. And so there's this huge thing about death, and it's really actually not that bad. I can hear the mind screaming away right now. What do you mean it's not so bad? Well, stay with me for a moment. Take away the pain, the pain uh, that you could have with a disease or a car accident or something like that. And let's say that it's just going peacefully in the middle of the night, and suddenly, without a lot of trauma or a lot of rigmarole, you realize, oh, I'm dead. You look down, like the camera looking down at you, you look down, oh, geez, there's my body laying there in the bed, and, ah, I'm free. I'm free. Uh, it, it's, it's actually – there's not a lot of laughter going on here. <laughs> but that's a, that's a big barrier. The, this whole death fear, the, the, the death um, – it puts you in a, in a type of trap. Death is not that bad. Actually, it's kind of fun. I don't recommend going out and trying it tonight. <laughs> This Calder with his medical. What's what's the disclaimer here? Duh, don't try this at this home. This is for entertainment value only. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I digress. Back to my point. <laughs> if I can remember my point, <laughs> those things don't matter. That that you're worrying about now, and you're gonna you're gonna get upset with yourself, and then with me, sometime probably about six months from now, and say. Why did I spend so much time worrying about things that were already taken care of by you? Why did I worry about mundane things? And you know, it's amazing what happens as we go into the powerless life. Your, your life will be turned upside down in many ways, and that's okay. It's the end. You're, gonna, you're still going to be here, and you're still going to be continuing on, and your life is going to be turned upside down, and it's going to be amazing and fun. Because this time, it's not going to be from a singular perspective. It's not going to be, oh, my whole life is turned upside down. It's going to be like, oh, 
my life here turned upside down, and here I am, a grand free being. Doesn't matter. You get to experience all of it. And you're going to realize that there's things that are going to happen in your life that are going to be beyond what this human here could have imagined. Because i got to tell you right now, as we get into this new series, you're really limited in what you imagine for yourself. Really limited. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like being given a if you're an artist, uh, being given a whole studio filled with uh, canvases and paintbrushes and acrylics or oils and welding equipment and and anything to, to compose artwork, and then just taking out a, a pack of crayons, children's you know school crayons, and one little sheet of paper and tearing that in half because you didn't want to waste it, and drawing on that. <laughs> And that's what you're going to come to realize, that the dreams of the human were so limited, so very limited. And I understand why the human dreams, uh, but really they're failure dreams. They really are. I mean, not that you're dreaming of failure, but you do. But you dream something so human, and then it doesn't work out, and then slowly, over time, you stop dreaming. Slowly, slowly, you, you withhold on the, on the dreams because it's like, oh, that didn't work out. I was such a fool. No, it wasn't that you were a fool. It's actually that you didn't dream beyond the human. You didn't open to the dreams of the I Am. And once you do that, once we walk on beyond the human limitations and dreams. We walk on into the powerless life. All those things are just there, the jobs, the money. the And you realize, with a big laugh, why was I so focused on that when it's just here? It's not magic. We're going to go into the physics this year, explain why it's not magic. It is just consciousness. That's all. That's all. So let's take a good deep breath in our as we're going to walk on. It's it's going to be a big year. I am going to uh, already say it's going to be our biggest year yet by far, by far. I didn't say the easiest. I said the biggest. <laughs> our biggest year yet because uh, as we're going to experience today, I'm going to do two th- several things with you. But particularly, we're going to do a. Yeah, make kind of a dream walk. We're gonna. I'm gonna do less lecturing, and we're gonna do more experiences. Mm-hmm. Your personal experiences, at least today. Maybe not the what rest of the, the year. What does the biggest mean? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm getting there. So today we're going to do a couple of things. Uh, first, we're going to do that. I just a walk, not even a dream walk. Mm-hmm. That walk into the powerless life. We've started this already with Kihak. And the key hawkers can tell you it it's changes things. <laughs> We're going to go to another level with it today, into the powerless life. So it's one of those things, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really ask you to be certain with yourself that you know and that you're making a choice to do this. Because if, if you say, I'm going to test the waters uh, of powerlessness, 
doesn't work. That you, you can't test it a little bit, uh, because you're going to be pulled right back into power. Power right now is a bigger magnet than powerless. Eventually not, but today it's a bigger magnet. So if you say, well, I'm going to go a little powerless, and you try taking that baby step, you're going to get pulled back by the power of the magnet very hard, very, very hard, and you're going to be disappointed in yourself. You're going to say, well, that didn't work so well. You're going to get upset with yourself first for being a spiritual schmuck, and then you're going to get upset with me. Well, Adamus tells us all this stuff and it doesn't work. Well, I'm telling you right now, going into you have the opportunity to go into the powerless life where you don't need the fight, you don't need the push, you don't need the friction of living in the powered world. But go in all. Go in for all, not just a little bit. It doesn't work very well. It, it hurts, actually. So what is the biggest mean? Biggest year? Biggest year, you're going to see the biggest transformations. You're going to be, see the biggest change of consciousness. And it's not going to be at all what the mind right now thinks. It's not. Because if you're saying, oh, good, uh, I'm going to be able to walk on water, and I'm going to be able to uh, know everything. No, uh, no, 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 no. There's something that goes far beyond. You know, consciousness is an interesting thing, because you are truly pioneers of consciousness, or pirates of consciousness. And consciousness is funny because when you don't have it, or you're limited, you don't realize what it's doing. You don't realize how consciousness has changed history, uh, incredibly so, over the a very, very short period of time. Just I'm going to say just um, 1,500 years ago, consciousness was so different. Think or feel for a moment, not think. Feel for a moment. A lot of you were incarnated a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand years ago. Your human mind now thinks, oh, it was just me, but I didn't have a car or internet, and uh, I wore kind of funny clothes, uh, and, but I was just like this back then. No, 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 no. You didn't have nearly the consciousness. Do you realize back fifteen hundred? Uh, even a thousand years ago, that most people were slaves. Not not just a few. Most people were owned by royals. Owned. And what's even stranger is they didn't question it. They didn't need a lot of guards and armies and police to keep the slaves as slaves, because you didn't question it. It was your lot in life. Now, there was kind of, um, you could say, an overlay that kept you in line. And one of my <laughs> favorite things to not talk about is the Roman Catholic Church. It was a great, uh, for those of you with that background, take any church, put it in place, and it's the same machio. The Church kept you in place. The un, very unconscious beliefs in some God that really doesn't exist – thank God for that 
But you were told that you had to uh, be a servant. You had to serve God. You had to serve your masters. You, you had to uh, lead a hard and suffering life because this is what God required. And you know, you believed it. You didn't really question it back then. It went on and on. Without patting myself on the back, because I'm going to let Linda do it here, Ooh. a pat on the back, Ooh. I, I, along with, with a few other esteemed, uh, now ascended grandmasters, were the first to talk openly about freedom. Openly. Do you realize that back 500 years ago, if you had talked openly about freedom, yeah, openly about freedom, you would have been arrested, you would have had the trial about 10 minutes later, and you would have been hanged or burned or guillotined immediately. Now you can talk about it. We can talk about it like this, but consciousness was so different. Consciousness was unconscious, and, and I could go on and on and on with examples. Do you realize that? Do you realize that in this world, the first true democracy did not really exist until about a hundred years ago? You say, "Oh no, no, but the Greeks." No, 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 my friends. The Greeks and the uh, not so much the Romans, but the Greeks. No, they thought about democracy. They contemplated it, and they had certain democratic activities with the elite. With the elite, but it wasn't open to everybody. I don't really consider that a democracy when it's not open. Just because you have ten rich guys sitting around and voting uh, <laughs> about how the rest of the empire will be run is not a democracy, and. and you say, okay, but uh, America, the, the first practical, practicing democracy goes back to 1776. Nah, it wasn't really democracy here until actually, in my opinion, about 40 or 50 years ago. And it's still not real freedom. There are still those who do not have the same uh, entitlements as the others. It's much better than what we were 300, 500 years ago, but my friends, there's still not freedom. Don't kid yourselves. Don't kid yourselves at all. So back to my point, whatever the point was. <laughs> Consciousness. In the next year, you have the opportunity to become much more conscious, aware, knowing. and. It will surprise you and amaze you at times during the year. Uh, write it down, if you would, please, for yourself or share it. How much you were unconscious before, how much you thought you were on a spiritual journey, but you were really unconscious. Spiritual journey, to me, is a human's um, heartfelt, good intended, but failing attempt to be free. Spiritual journeys are filled with machio, they are, and leaders, and gurus, and everything outside of yourself. Spiritual journeys are a distraction at best. Spiritual journeys are often a huge pitfall, 
that leads one back again and again and again for new incarnations. And what do they do? They get right back on the spiritual road. Now, I know some of you are out there, maybe one or two even in here, are like, oh, here goes Anamas, picking on everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I almost feel like um, I've got a rifle and I'm sitting here in a barrel of water with fish in it. And <laughs> just, it's easy. It's easy to pick on all of it. It's easy to really, really take a look with, with a sense of humor at everything in your life, a big sense of humor. And realize it was birthed from a place of limited consciousness. And you know, we're not going to keep trying to repair the limited consciousness. We're not going to keep trying to fix it and make it feel better and tell it how you know how it's had such a hard life. No, we're not. We're not here to fix what was. We're here to open up to something that is totally, totally free and new. Free as in freedom. New as in you hadn't brought it into your life before. Always there, but you hadn't brought it in. So please understand, in the power of this life, we're not going back and fixing bodies, brains. We're not going back and trying to repair old things. Why? You know why? I, why we're not? First of all, because it's an and that's still there, and it can still exist. You're going to look back one of these days in this year. You're going to realize how singular and linear life was until now. I was like, why, why did I think I had to just keep going along that linear human path, trying to band-aid myself, trying to fix myself, heal myself? Pfft. Why? Why? Why, why heal I'm emotionally, physically, spiritually? Why heal when you can just be and? You could still have that. You still have the broken, pathetic, limited uh, human self, stubborn humans. Why not? When you can also have the and, and, and in, in the powerless life, it's going to be about going into the and, not about fixing schmuck. Uh, we'll, we'll, let that, we'll let that continue. That is the miracle, the blessing, the beauty. It's like, let's do it all. Let's do it all. Let's be aware of the I Am and all of the different personas that it can bring. It's a lot less work than trying to fix the human self, Brother John. Let Brother John keep doing Brother John kind of stuff, but let's explore what else is there. I say explore. We're not going to have to manufacture a thing. We're not going to be building anything. We're not going to be trying to create new identities. They're already there. And you're going to wake up in your consciousness someday and say, why did I spend so much time trying to fix what I thought was broken, rather than just opening up to everything that I am? Amazing. Why did I spend so much time trying to just pursue a career, pay my bills, have a car to drive, when I was already taken care of? Why 
was I so unconscious? So that's where we're going this year. Before we go any further, I have a question to ask. Um, if any of you have your mobile phones, you may want to shut them off now <laughs> if you have them on. But I have a, an important question to ask because it's related to mobile phones. Let's take a little journey here. It's not a Marab yet or a Dreamwalk. This is a pre-journey. Let's take a journey because you can. Remember and? So you're not trying to shove that human back 100 years to the time of 1915. You're just anding it, okay? Shut up. Stop thinking. God, it's so simple. We're just back in 1915. Yeah, but uh, shut up. That's the old human eyes looking at it. We are back in 1915, okay? Okay. Okay, we're back in 1915. And we're going to play a little game here. You've got your iPhone or your iPad. You, you realize the iPhone is going to be developed in what was it, uh, 2007? Uh, we're back in 2000. We're back in 1915. It's going to be developed in 2007. The iPad in 2010. Yeah. By the way, Gazuntite. I have to take credit for the name. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, because Steve Jobs wanted to call it the cool phone. Or he wanted actually to call it the door pad, like as in better than window, the windows, and and I, he had all these terrible names. He was terrible, terrible at naming things. And I said, Steve, Steve, I said, what is that phone? What what, is, what does it really do? Well, what does it do? And he said, Well, it kind of gives me freedom. It's it's uh, for me. It's the the I. It's, that's it. The iPhone. I am phone. So I want you to. It is a true story. It is a true story. And it took a lot of work, but <laughs> so we're back in 1915, and you've got this device that you brought back in time with you. You've got this device. A hundred years now we go back. You've got this device called your iPhone, or some of you have cheap knockoff imitations called Android. And I, I helped create Apple. Yes, I'm a little partial to it. Uh, I don't need stock. I, it's, I, I own it energetically, cosmetically – or cosmically <laughs> – or cosmetically. So I, I tried working with Bill Gates, but you ever try working with an engineer? <laughs> Didn't work so well. Windows, I said. Windows? Um, but anyway, oh, so we're back in 1915. Now imagine this. Bring, bring your consciousness there like that. Just don't think about it. You're just there. You've got this iPhone that you brought back with you. And you're going to – you brought some others with you. You're going to hand out, a, I don't know, a dozen, couple dozen of these iPhones back in 1915. Remember 1915, automobiles just coming into being. Not many people had them, but they were just – becoming kind of the, the rage of the day. Electricity. Few homes had them. Some businesses had them, but really not, uh, not – certainly not in, in all cities and all houses. Telephones. Some people had them. A lot didn't. And uh, party lines. Talk about changing consciousness. Could you imagine party lines? Some of you old enough to have ever talked on one? Yes, yes. 
or poor enough to have ever talked on one. <laughs> now, you've got this iPhone, and you're going to go out and give some away. And you're going to just explain briefly. You're not going to talk about the future. You're, you're in the moment, 1915. You're going to explain briefly what this phone does, but you're going to become uh, uh, kind of confused for the words because they don't understand a lot. So you have to put it in 1915 terms. And I have two questions for you, and Linda's going to take the microphone around. First question is, how are you going to explain it, what it can do, and what will people do with it? What will people do with it? Uh, here in their hands they have a piece of magic. Think back in 1915 terms, human 1915 terms, what are they going to want to do with this phone? You know what it does. They don't quite understand it. So, Linda, let's pick our first candidate. Okay. Pick somebody? Uh, yeah. Okay, yes. I can do that. 1915. First of all, very simply, <laughs> my dear, what are, what are you going to tell them that it does? I really have no idea. Um, uh, good answer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, but here you're holding it, and they're, <clears throat> you know, okay. What, what is that? He asks. What, what is that, my well, dear? Well, yeah, if you couldn't tell him that it's of the future. No, no. Right. Because like, then they would kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done <laughs> they, that. They do yeah. that. They do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you're holding this thing out. Does somebody have a, a prop that I can use? Uh, an iPhone. I don't want a, a cheap knockoff imitation Android. The real thing right here, yes. Is this the latest model? Thank you. Otherwise, okay. So uh, here you are holding this device, if you would. Hold this device. And what are you going to tell them now? First, what it can do. Because <laughs> there's no cell towers. Well, maybe I built a few. Oh. It's called creative imagination, my friend. Okay. <laughs> 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 and do you have an iPhone, sir? Hell no, I've got an Android. Aha, to my point. <laughs> to my point. <laughs> I love you guys. Okay, okay first now, of all. Now, my son is an engineer, so yeah, but, I, think, I think like an engineer Oh, okay, also. but so tell me, uh, now, <clears throat> 1915, explain three, three easy things. What does this device do? It shows, shows you potential. Well, I wouldn't get that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're going to want to take it, and they're going to want to... Play with it. Look at it, of course, and then they're going to want to throw it. No, don't throw it. No. Okay, but, but that's what they'll do. Yeah. Okay. So, quickly, quickly, we have a lot to do today, yeah, we can and move on. Pizza will get cold before we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> what, right. tell, what, what is this? What is this going to do for do for them? I'll give you a clue. Okay. You can look at pictures. Pictures. Okay. Yes. You can. You have any see good pictures on there? They, they don't know no, what video is. Okay. So yeah. pictures. They can look at pictures. Yeah. Okay. And what else can they do? They could hear voices. They can hear it. voices. Good. No, I like that. <laughs> they can hear. 
of course, they might already be doing that, but they can hear, they can hear voices, look at pictures, and what else? Uh, Music. They can hear music on and it. And hear music. Now, they're going to be absolutely amazed. Of course, you'll have to demo it for them. They'll be absolutely amazed. Now, what you know the potential of what this thing does. And yes, we have towers and all the rest of that up now. We've constructed some to make these work in 1915. What are they going to do with this most amazing device? They would have no idea of what to do with it. Yeah, but, but let's say you showed them a few things on there. What would they try to do? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yes. Uh, they're they're going to uh, play, play along with this. What would they do next? Well, steal it. Exactly. Okay. And how much good would that do them if they stole it? Nothing. Because they don't they know how to do it. Because they wouldn't understand it. Good point. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Good. good. Let's move on. Yeah, that, that was good. Next, same question. What are you going to tell them that it does, and what are they going to do with it then? You're the iPhone expert. <laughs> I would tell them that they could connect with people from all around the world, that they can learn new things, that they can um, what what new things would they learn? They could learn how to play uh, the cello. They could learn how to play the cello. Okay, on that little box. Uh -huh. Okay, good, good. Yeah. And uh, one other thing, what else? Um, Did you learn how to play the cello on that? I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, an invitation to be here on stage next month oh, wow. with the cello. I better get going. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they could play games with people. I, I don't do that, but I understand that you can play games and connect that way. Okay, good. And what are they going to do with it now? You I give it to them, what are they going to do? I think they're probably going to try to play hockey with it, with play sticks. Play hockey? Yeah. Hockey? That was big in 1915? I, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm searching the... No, in Can only in Canada, yes. Oh, okay. It was not yeah. known to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Uh, let's do two more. Okay. I I'm going to prove a point here in just a moment. You're all going to go, ah. Uh. Oh. Edith, Edith. So what are you going to tell them that it does? Complicate their lives beyond all reason. <laughs> <laughs> There is truth in that, my dear. <laughs> and what are they going to do with it uh, once, you, once you give it to them? Press the screen. No, not physically, but I mean, uh, oh. I mean yeah, uh, they're going to – because you're going to give them a quick demo and say, do this, do that. What are they, how are they going to utilize it in their life? Um. I think most everybody's answered the only things I can think of. I don't know. They can play games. They can uh, see pictures, hear music. Okay. I don't think they can become aware that they are I am that I am. <laughs> no, probably not. Good. I, I'm, I'm proving a point here. One more, very quickly. Okay, one more. Oh. One more, very quickly. It's difficult, challenging. It's your phone. They're going to. Fear it They're and hide it. it away. 
Okay. What, what? And they'll look at it late at night under the covers when no one can see them. Is that what you do? Um, no. Well, if they could download porn, I bet they do that too. But I do not do that. No. Uh. Uh, was porn invented in uh, by 1915? Um. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. So, uh, but you forgot. To, what are you going to tell them that this does? Huh? What are you going to tell them this device does? Um, I just went blank. <laughs> uh, it's your personal best friend when all the rest have left. Then you still have your phone. And you, look, you can look hey, on this Facebook. Is too, too, too <laughs> you can go on Facebook yeah, and see people personal. going on vacation. <laughs> this is sad. <laughs> it, is, it is sad. A little. And okay, thank you, thank you so much. So, it, when when we put it in those contexts, taking you back to 100 years ago, which actually is not that long ago, but it was totally different. Point number one: consciousness changes rapidly, and you can't even begin to be conscious of it uh, until you have it happen. You go back a hundred years, it was so different. Not just technology, my friends, consciousness was very different. You try to explain something that you know now, you take for granted now, it's only been around since 2007. Eight years, my friends. You would have a difficult time going back to 2006 and explaining what this device was going to do. I tell you all this because what's going to happen with you, with us, this next year is going to be on that same scale, but much more. It's hard to imagine it, hard to put it in words, so don't try, please. Please do not start trying to plan what's going to happen, because I can guarantee you it's going to be totally different. Would you please allow it to happen? If you had been given uh, that device back in 2006 no, – let's say 2005, ten years, even ten years ago – it says, what would you like this device to do for you? You couldn't have even imagined what it can do now ten years later. You couldn't. You would have been limited. That is my point, my first point today. Would you please get out of the way to allow what's coming next? The human doesn't have to plan it and can't. You couldn't have imagined ten years ago what that could do for you, much less a hundred years ago. Second point in this, what are they going to do with it? Uh, you do a little time traveling. You go back and you give them this device. You give them a little bit of training. What are they going to do? Unfortunately, human nature uh, says that they're going to do one of several things – turn you over to the authorities. And it, truly, they are so afraid, so afraid, they don't know what to do, so they're going to rat you out. Or they're going to find a way to use this device, which you just carry around in your pocket now, you take for granted it's your best friend. They're going to find a way to take this device and destroy themselves, their, their personal lives. 
it's too much for them to handle. They're going to be overwhelmed by it. Uh, they'll either find a way in their personal lives to try to build up uh, that human identity from 1915 that cannot cope with the technology and the freedom that's available in that little phone, they'll destroy their lives. That happens so often with humans. They're self-destructive. They can't handle it. They say they want something bigger and better. They can't handle it. Every one of you, every one of you knows from your own personal experience about that. Or they're going to use it to blow up the world. Somebody's going to say, ah, with this device, we can create uh, new weapons. We can spy on the bad guys. We can uh, accumulate wealth and power and power and power and power. They're going to use it. I guarantee if that came out in 1915, if you went back, they're going to use it to acquire power of some sorts, manipulate their friends, co-workers, government officials, the world, it doesn't matter. They're going to use it for power. So point number two in this, as we get into this year, there is no power. And as new things come to you, they're not going to be used for power at all. Do not use them for power. You will be tempted. You will be seduced. You will give me and other Shambhar excuses. There are other Shambhar who will say, don't do that. It's, you don't need to get that from outside yourself. You don't need what we are learning to acquire more things for the human identity. And you're going to argue with them. And you're going to tell them how Adamus is wrong and how they're wrong and how Adamus is controlling everybody. My friends, I'm telling you right now, just as if someone back in 1915 was given an iPhone, they would use it for power and ultimately for destru destruction, we're not going into power. We don't need it. You don't need it. Would you just breathe that in a moment and feel, if that's right for you, the powerless life. You don't need it at all. So, <clears throat> next question. Let me set it up. Next question. Here we are in the year 2015, and you are given a device. You are given a device that attracts energy simply by choice. I'm not going to say what the device looks like, but let's say it looks kind of like this. It's real simple. It attracts energy by choice whenever you need it. And this device also neutralizes emotions, your emotions, not from other people, but yours. Neutralizes emotions. A little scary. Whoa. Try it right now. <coughs> it neutralizes emotions. This device also allows you to be 
anywhere you choose. Now, I say anywhere you choose. It doesn't make your body vanish and reappear on the other side of the world. We're in and now. We're in and. Your, your body's going to stay right there, but your consciousness can bilocate. And you go, well, what's, what's the value you know, if I can't take my body? Two things. You're going to realize you don't need it. You've been so tethered to the body, you want to take it when you go traveling to other universes and dimensions? Really? You complain about it, it gets sick, you fart and do all those rest of these things, and you want to take it? True bilocation is a matter of consciousness, not of the physical body. Yes. You don't need it. Now, in reality, in, in, in practical applications, as you allow consciousness to be where you want it to be, you bring along with you, uh, and you become much more adept at bringing the attributes of the physical – not the actual physical, but the attributes of the physical, kind of like an energetic um, fingerprint, kind of like the knowingness inherent in consciousness of what it's like to be in body, and therefore you are. But get away from the thinking that, oh, I have to take this body, and what do they do on Star Trek? They vaporize or they dematerialize, beam me. But what are the what is the process? Oh, you're a bunch of Star Trek nerds. You all know the answer. <laughs> it's not dis no, it's not disintegrating this body and putting it somewhere else. This body stays where it is, and without any power. Hear me, no power. No exertion. That's going to be weird, but simply the click of the heels three times, <laughs> and suddenly you're in Kansas. <laughs> so the next time you don't click the heels, the next time you just tap your forehead and you're wherever you want to be. You don't need to take the body. okay? You're in the and now. You suddenly walk out of singularity into all that is. And you have all the knowingness of the body. So it's kind of like the body is there in spirit. I like that. The body is there in spirit, but it doesn't have to be there in the physical. And then, actually, the cool thing, it's just as good, if not better. You have all the you have all the knowingness, you have all the patternings of the body. You, you know what it's like. So why have to take a real body? Why not take the best of the body? And therefore you are there. Therefore, others can see you when you want them to, and they don't see you when you don't want them to. However, I already see we have a problem here. I can already – your human minds are going here. I smell power, and it stinks like dog crap. Or was that our new uh, Dottie? No, no, okay. It was. Because I'm talking about this, and suddenly you're already doing it. You're going to power. Oh, I'm going to bilocate, and I'm going to go do something, whatever. And you got power in there. Get over it. It will really hurt if you do this in power. Remember my example. You give 
the iPhone to somebody back in 1915, my friends, they will destroy themselves or you or the world. So don't go there. Remember that. Put that in the, in the consciousness when you're thinking that you can go anywhere. So now you've got this device that neutralizes emotions. Why would I say that? Well, you're going to discover, if you haven't already, emotions are so thin and cheap and false and power-laden compared to sensuality. Who needs emotions when you have real sensuality, the ability to feel, the ability to uh, really feel on every different level beyond just the physical senses? But you know, you know what it's like when the difference between uh, getting into emotion with somebody or yourself versus, say, you, f- you hear a really good song. And it touches you, and you have such feeling, but not emotion. You know, and you know this is real, and it's like, ah, oh, it just really touches you centrally in the ears, but your body and everything comes alive for that moment. Who needs emotions when you have feelings or sensuality? So there's a little device that it neutralizes. On demand. Just hit that button. Uh, oh no, I'm a pilot in an airplane. Uh, um, so, okay. So, it allows you to put your consciousness effortlessly wherever you want it to be. Now, the question, Linda on the microphone, me running out of time, but I don't care. Question is what are you going to do with this? It attracts energy like a magnet, and it's all yours. All you need or want or desire, it attracts energy. It neutralizes emotions, and it allows you to place your consciousness, your awareness, anywhere you want. Linda, on the microphone, what are you going to do? And I'm going to call this the I yammer. <laughs> the I yammer. Okay. Uh, would somebody please trademark that name for me right away? I yammer. I Y A M M E R. Y yammer. I yammer. <laughs> oh, please uh, stand up if you would, my dear. What the hell? Here, take this. Feel it. Right. Feel it. <laughs> yes. So I, I first was going somewhere and playing in the ocean. Sure. And then I thought, destroy myself. <laughs> yeah, so I just I was just playing, just sure, going destroy. somewhere and okay. destroy yourself, and snorkeling and playing. So you're going from playing, swimming with the dolphins to <laughs> destroying yourself. <laughs> you said we were. Didn't you say 1915? No, we're no, <laughs> <laughs> no. We're here. We're here. Right. Yeah. No, we're we're here. This is. That was one experience. <laughs> now we're in this moment. We're in the studio, yeah, yeah and uh, we're here now. But I've brought a device. Let's call it from the future. Mm-hmm. I've brought it to Shambhur right now. I'm coming from not a hundred years, but I'm going to call it 27 years into the future, with the I Ammer, and giving it to some Shambhur, 
It has a lot of attributes, so many, so much more than, than a simple iPhone. But the important ones here are it neutralizes emotions, it attracts energy as much as you're choosing, it just brings it in, and it allows you to put your consciousness to be anywhere, not in physical body, but in a way in physical. What are you going to do with this? I'm giving you – just like we gave the folks back in 1915 the iPhone, I'm giving this to you now. What are you going to do with it? So I want to play. Lot, go lots of places, experience lots of things. Okay. Well, well, give so me an example. Traveling and give me an example where you're going to travel to. Um, so traveling to Europe. And you can get on an airplane and I do know, that. But, but what about other dimensions? Sure. Okay. I already do that. So give me my I am or back. It's <laughs> mine. Point taken. I don't Point know. taken. Go to Europe? You got the I Yammer? And you're going to go to Europe? <laughs> go to another dimension. Go to hell. I mean, see what it's like. And then, and then choose to go back out. Go to heaven. Go explore. The human would go to Europe. Where does your spirit want to go to? Where does your soul want to go to? Oh, okay. Next. Over here. The I Amor is destruction proof. Yeah. Uh, it cannot be destroyed. Okay. What are you going to do with it, Scott? Would you mind standing up? Sure. Uh, I know, because I was thinking travel too. My brother's <laughs> traveling everywhere. Uh -huh. and Where would you travel to? Oh, he's going all places. I would, I would go under the sea. I've never done that. So I would explore. Under the sea? Well, under the ocean. You mean ocean. like, uh, like beneath? Yeah, explore, uh, I don't know, shipwrecks, things I would never do normally. If I, unless I try to plan something out, give me my I am or back. <laughs> I, 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 uh, uh, Pete, help me, Pete, for Pete's sake. You got the I am or what are you going to do with it? Maybe whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, okay, you got a, uh, an I mic and an I am or. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Throw it away. Why? Because I don't need it. That's true. I can do all that stuff. I'm learning to do all that stuff. Right, right. Now. Right. Okay. But With this my, is a part gift. of my ascension. For me to you, you can't throw my gift away. Okay, I'll just put it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pete, I like you, but I'm taking my damn gift back. Okay. I'm gonna give it to somebody. Oh, Sart, help me out, Sart. Okay, Sartre's got the I am or now. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to enjoy life. Well, okay, cool. But what are you going to do with it? I'm going to make it work magic for the rest of my existence here. Give me go. one example. What are you going to do later today with it? I'm going to have pizza. <laughs> Give me that back, David. David, dream after you get the microphone. Dream. Why? Why me? Yeah. Um, David, become the conscious creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That okay, I know that I am. How? What? What are you going to do? Well, 
is an example. What are you going to create? Yes. By by five o'clock this afternoon, what are you going to create? Uh, there's a game called uh, disc ball. Okay. Yeah, it's actually an aerobic game that uh, facilitates the body coming in balance and energy movement and joy, joy in life. How old is that idea? Well, I've been kicking Get around, too, off of I've it, been go kicking to around too long. Go to something else. Uh, yeah, so. It, if it doesn't work, get off of it. Do something else, please. Thank you. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Leave it behind. Now, what are you going to do with my Iammer? All right. Really experience the joy of myself? Come on. Give me an example. Yeah. Um, it, it neutralizes emotions. Uh -huh. In other words, lets you have true sensual feeling, if yeah. you know what I mean. So how about a 24-7 how about a 24-7 orgasm? <laughs> okay, finally. Uh -huh. Huh? Finally, we've broken through the the barrier. Yeah. And that's a start for Christ's sake. A good start. Not you, Christ, but <laughs> No, not Jesus. <laughs> so that's a start. Now, it neutralizes emotions, it, it attracts energies, and you can go anywhere simply by I aming. Anywhere. What are you going to do? Give me something else. You're, you're having this big orgasm. Now what? Right. And um, explore the dimensions, and actually, in doing that, also share potential of my I amness with whoever chooses to. No. <laughs> I'd share my ass. They would. They'd kill you first. Yeah. Well, we have to find yeah. them. They, I, I'll just yeah. be teleporting. I just give me that. Yeah. Give me my damn I yammer. Okay, this is the last one. You better. You better. You come right up to the front there. Okay. Yes. I'd go everywhere. I would shoot myself up. What what the hell's going on up there in that star? I I can see that. I I project myself into places I don't even I can't even imagine, but they're there and maybe I'll be this like svelte 6 foot 2, you know, gorgeous woman and I'll walk around and just I'll do how, whatever how do you, the hell do do I want walk? to do. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I buy know. the deluxe Not version of the I have case. Maybe that's me be at, at three foot two trying to be a Anyway, I, I would just go everywhere I didn't even know I could go and experience things that. Give me uh, my an example. Human... Come on, you're being nebulous. What, what, where were... Nebulous. I'd go to another nebula. I sure. would go to. I have friends there. I'll give you their names. Thank you. I drink you call beer them on your iPhone somewhere first. else. I, I, I would experience things that I would allow myself. My brain is talking now. There's things out there give that, that. Give me that. Give her the microphone. Her. 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 My point. Exactly. You're coming from a human perspective. You got this magic device, just like back in 1915, they were given an iPhone that does amazing things, but now you're being given this magic device, the iAmmer, and you're going to go to Europe? That's your dream? And you're going to go swim underwater? Find shipwrecks? What do I come? Can you see the 
the humor in this. <laughs> and, and you're going to, what, travel? Is that what you want? Is that enlightenment, traveling somewhere? Of all the things, David probably is the only one who even came close to hitting the bell. Is going to have a 724 orgasm. We know where he's coming from. <laughs> and we know he's going to have a lot of friends. <laughs> You better get an unlisted phone number. <laughs> I couldn't have scripted this day better if I tried. I didn't have to try. You did it for me. You scripted this brilliant classic uh, – this is a classic what does somebody do with an iPhone? How do you even explain it back in 1915? What are they going to do with it? And you're stumped for words. You couldn't explain. And uh, it, was, it was feeble, feeble. And I was trying to demonstrate my point, knowing I was going to give you an I yammer, knowing it's on its way, it's, in, it's being shipped right now. You got an I yammer coming, and are you really ready for it? You go to Europe, swim under the water, and have orgasms. <laughs> Is this where we've come to? <laughs> Is this where we part ways? <laughs> My point is that the human self cannot possibly know what to do or even imagine what is coming next. And this I Yammer is coming next. I mean, it's in the mail. It's coming your way. It's not even a gift from me. It's you to yourself. And when you get it, get the hell out of the way your human self out of the way. You just saw what happens in a very, very uh, – <laughs> couldn't have scripted it better. When the human stops and thinks it's limited, and we're going where there are no limitations, I don't need the human to go, but I need the I Am to go. When you get this gift of the I Am and – and I'm very serious – that it neutralizes emotions. It attracts energies. It allows you to be wherever you choose to be without thinking about it, without trying to conjure it or imagine it, because you can't. The human can't. So let your I Am, let the real, the real you come forth. It knows what to do. It knows exactly what it's like to automatically attract energy. Without holding back, without going into power, without having lame, limited human desires uh, for what it can do, it knows what to do with all that energy. It, you, the, the, the part that's more than just human, can be anywhere, anytime. It is so easy. You don't have to go to mystery school to know how to do it putting the consciousness anywhere, but if it is the human efforting 
empowering to do it, you will get nowhere other than to frustration. Because the human, as you saw in this example, doesn't really understand, doesn't know, doesn't can't break the imagination. And what it desires is so very human. And I'm not knocking the human. I am one at this same moment. I am an Ascended Master. It's the most glorious experience. But it can also hold you back if that's all you're allowing yourself to be. You saw in this beautiful – I couldn't have done it better myself – example of limitation, of fear, of macchio, of no inspiration. So please, human, when this comes to you, the I Ammer, get out of the way so that all of you can go to this next level. There's no power in here. This, this will disintegrate when used for power. So please, get out of your way. Good. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. I want to do two things right now. We don't have a lot of time, but we have all the time in the world. It's both. It's and. It's never one – never, ever, ever again should it be one or the other. It's always and. And that's what's going to differentiate you from other people. Uh, and it's going to – what I say, in about six months from now, you're going to get mad and say, how come you didn't tell us this sooner? So right now, I'd like the lights down. We're going to do two experiences. The first one I'd like to do with you – kind of decide which to do first. So we're a very short one here, but because we don't need a lot of time for it. We're going to walk on beyond power, beyond power. So uh, John will want the alternative track. Not the, uh, not the first one that was composed just for today. But I want to do a brief experience. It's kind of like a dream walk, but it's you walking with yourself. So take a good deep breath here and remember the I Ammer. It allows you to be anywhere you choose to be. Maybe not with your physical body, maybe not with your brain, but the I Ammer let you be wherever you want. There's no will. There's no force. We're moving now into a whole new era called Without Power. And as I said earlier, it's not – you don't try to keep one foot in power and one out. You simply go beyond. Power is an illusion from those who don't understand that they, their consciousness, creates all the energy that's ever needed for everything. Nothing needs to be gotten outside. Nothing needs to be taken from others. All energy is already within. As we go beyond power, you're entering into a whole different world, a very different world. It's a very liberating and freeing world. 
and you realize that you naturally attract energy. You realize that you always have been. But maybe not the kind that you were consciously choosing. You realize that never again do you need to look to anyone else for energy. That you naturally attract from your field, from the universal field, from wherever, it doesn't matter, but you naturally attract it. It comes to you. To use a bit of an analogy, kind of a cliche, but it's a difference between getting up in the morning, feeling hungry, having to go outside and hunt an animal for your food, and then skin it, and cook it, and then finally eat it. That's kind of what it's been like, and that's what it's like for most people having to chase after everything. The difference here is, in the powerless life, you get up in the morning and you feel that really wonderful sense of being a little hungry. You know, it's very sensual. Oh, feed the body. It feels so good. You go and open the front door, and the meal is already there, sitting there, cooked ready to go, whatever it is you want. And the human mind is going to try to jump right away and say, well, how did this get here? And is there anything suspicious about it? Is this some sort of trick? And you're going to say, human, shut up. Eat. You've attracted this. Let's come to you. That's the powerless life. Years and years ago, I think it was Adamus or Tobias. I'm Adamus. <laughs> Tobias, that said, "It comes to you. It comes to you, and it does." Going beyond power, it just comes to you. It's a very, very different reality, and and you can't try to control it or manage it. The powerless life means the realization that everything is there and going to be there. You're going to have a part of your humanness that is screaming out, saying, but you don't understand. What if? I've tried this before and it didn't work. My friends, it's kind of a now or never. It's kind of trust or go back. So we enter this era, this dimension, this consciousness of the powerless life. Don't do anything right now, please. If you're wondering, well, what do I have to do? How hard do I have to work at this? Don't. You're already there. Do you understand that? You're already there. This isn't magic. 
This is just consciousness. There's no effort in it. There's no trying to figure it out. There's no analysis. There's no there's not even focusing. You're already there. And that's the amazing thing. It was done without power. Now, the only thing the human needs to do is allow it. That's it. So take a deep breath. You are now in the powerless life. When you find yourself, your human self, saying, Yeah, but what if? Just shh. You're in the powerless life. You don't need to work at it. You're just there. Now watch how things change, how they're different. This is not hard work. There's no effort. You're just there. Now let yourself experience it. I know, I know you have flying through your head right now, but what if and what if, how should I do it? What? Shh. That's just that human voice. But remember, it's the and. A life where consciousness, the I am, attracts everything that's needed attracts it. Let's take a deep breath. As we segue into the next part of what I wanted to do with you today, let's take a deep breath. Now, we're going to go to kind of a um, mirab walk, <laughs> dream walk. I'm doing these back to back, which normally before wouldn't have done, but now we can. So let's take a deep breath and we'll let the music begin. And join me in this experience. First, taking a deep breath and simply allowing yourself to be in the experience. You don't have to do much thinking here, everything is going to come to you. You don't have to work at anything here. It's going to come to you. Just follow me as I serve as your guide. Just take a good deep breath. If you would, imagine a large mansion, a mansion with many, many, many rooms. It can be contemporary, it can be an old classic, but a real mansion. And I like my mansions with 
some water features around them, a few lakes, streams maybe, nature, but however you want your mansion to be. And more than just see it, I uh, ask you to feel it. Remember with the I am or you could be wherever you choose without effort. You're simply there. Now, I'll tell you another thing that you're going to be experiencing as we go on our journey here is that things change. And that's okay. In other words, you might be imagining a mansion, but things the landscape changes or the house or the style changes. Under the human mind, that's frustrating, but to the end, that's appropriate. The human mind wants things to be stable and steady, every brick in place, but in the end, it can change. So don't try to give yourself a hard time as we go into the experience if things transform, change. Don't hold a solid 3D physical state. So now, we're about to enter your mansion, but I'll tell you one thing about it. It is filled with many rooms, but it has no corridors or hallways. You're used to a house or a building when it has hallways, corridors with rooms off of it, but not here. Not here. We're going to be passing through room after room without hallways. And the rooms may change, and that's okay. So now let us enter. We enter into the first room. This room is filled with your biological family from this lifetime, whether they are now dead or whether they are still alive. It's filled with your family. Brothers, sisters, parents, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever. And I ask you to be very present in the room, your consciousness, you. Now feel around the room. You can see the faces, the bodies of your family. Do they see you? Are they aware of you? Are they interacting with you? Is this a comfortable feeling here, or is it a room that you're not so comfortable with? What are they doing? 
By the way, it's okay if things change and move. It's time to move on. So take a deep breath. Let's walk on now. Let's walk on to the next room. Remember, no halls or corridors. We just walk on into the next room. And if in this room are the ones who've been friends in your life. Feel around. What are the faces from maybe childhood friends, school friends? Is this room full? Or there are very few here? Do they notice you? Are you or are you invisible? Can you see them? Or are they kind of faceless? Are there feelings of love, camaraderie, or are there feelings of betrayal? Notice sometimes how it's not necessarily what you would have expected. The faces, the ones who come forth, the ones you notice. Is this room comfortable? Is this something you'd like to stay in for a long, long time? Or does it feel like maybe it's suffocating or limiting or just uncomfortable? Are they aware of you? What are they doing? Are your thoughts, is your consciousness actually going somewhere else? Not even in this room. Let's take a good deep breath. It's time to walk on. We have other rooms to visit. Time to walk on into our next room. And in this room are all the loves and the lovers you've had in this lifetime.
doesn't matter how long. Could have been a day, could have been 10 years, 30, 50 years, doesn't matter. But all the ones who really touched your heart. All of your loves and lovers. there a lot or just a few? Is this comfortable or uncomfortable? Do they notice you? Or are you invisible here? Is this a place of clarity or a place of confusion? To take a good deep breath in this room of loves and lovers. It's time to walk on. Walk on into our next room. This room is filled with those who you would call your co-workers. In your jobs, ever since you had jobs. Be your bosses, your peers, your subordinates, all the ones over the years, you know, there's kind of a special, strange, but special bond when people go to the same place to work, have the same basic, I guess you call it goals, patterns. They're kind of thrown into this environment with strangers, all having a mission of uh, the job and the work that they're doing. Now here in this room of fellow workers, comrades, associates, do they see you? Are you invisible? Is this a comfortable place? Does it feel good to be back here? Or is it some place that you just feel is taking life energies away from you.
lot of your life has been spent at work, spent in offices or factories or stores, a lot of your life. But it's funny though, most people really don't pay much attention to it. I guess it's something that they think they have to do, and a lot of times with people they really don't relate to, but a lot happens here at work. Think of the characters you've met, how they think you're a character. So take a good deep breath in this room of associates, co-workers, We have some amazing stories here, actually. People who you kind of meet, just passing through. Common thing as a job, but oh, some people who you want to forget, and people that really made a difference on your life. But well, it's time to walk on. So gather yourself. We have more rooms to visit. Gather yourself as we go into our next room. This room is most interesting. Because in this room are the ones who have been your guides, ones you've called your spirit guides, your angelic friends who've worked with you in this lifetime and in some other lifetimes. And they're here. Not in physical body. Maybe you don't even remember or recognize, but they're here. So I ask you to take a moment to really feel I give you a little hint here. I know you can feel, you can sense, but you're you're trying to connect the dots. A lot of times they came to you, particularly when you were young, through a toy. Sometimes through a pet. They weren't the pet, but they came to you through the pet. But oftentimes, as you're what your parents called the imaginary friend. They're here now in this room. Are they aware of you? How does this room feel? Is it comfortable? Could you stay here a long time? Don't struggle too much trying to 
make them physical or human. Just let yourself feel their energy. What do they feel like? Now, how does it feel different than, well, let's say the room of the co-workers or the room of biological family? sense something so close, closer than friends, closer than lovers, even closer than your biological family. They were so close to you, like no other. But you may also feel a slight sense of well, abandonment. Why did they leave? Why were they just gone in the night without even a note or explanation? Let's not linger here too long. It's time to walk on, my friends. It's time to walk on. We enter into our next room, a most interesting room indeed, because here in this room are all of your human past lives. Every aspect that was a past life, every lifetime expression since you've been here on Earth, all right here. Are there faces, or is it all just a big muddle? What are the real feelings in this room? Is it a feeling of identity, a feeling of indifference, a feeling maybe even a little bit like a feeling you might have had in the family biology room? Is this room of past lives, is it comfortable? see faces? Do they see you? Is it a place you want to stay? Well, here with past lives, 
clarity or is it kind of dense and confusing? I'll give you a little clue. It can be all and. But it's time to take a deep breath and let's walk on. Let's walk on. As a matter of fact, let's walk on outside. Walking out of the mansion, walking out onto the beautiful grounds, out into nature. Ah, nature. Let's stop right here. Feel nature. I found in my work with Shambra that nature is actually the most precious thing to Shambra, to the human. More precious than God, more precious than family. The thing that will be missed the most. Feel around in nature. What does it feel like? How is it different than those rooms we just visited? Feel the energy difference out here in nature, the sky, the trees, the ground, the beautiful animals. How is it different than the rooms and the house? Is this a place where you could stay? Well, it doesn't matter. We've got to walk on, my friends. We've got to walk on. There's more places to visit. I can take you now to a very interesting place. It's just a place beyond the body and mind. That's all. A place where you don't have a body, where you don't have the mind. It's not really hard to imagine, maybe for the human, but you're so much more here. How does it feel? Is it clear or is it confusing? body, no mind. Is it comfortable? Is it a place you'd like to stay? Or do you want to get back to the body and mind? 
it doesn't matter. It's time to walk on into the next. It's time to walk on to God. God, how does it feel? How does it feel in the presence of God? Is it clarity? Is it any different than that room with your biological family or that room with your lovers or friends? How is it different, if at all? Is there acceptance and love? Does it feel limiting in any way? Feel into this thing that you have called God. Take a good deep breath. Because we're going to walk on beyond God. Beyond God. Yes. One might ask, is there anything beyond God? And I say, we're going to find out. So take a deep breath and let's walk on. And now we're going to go into nothing. Nothing, absolute nothing. There's no body, there's no mind, there's no family, there's no spirit guides, no lovers, no past lives. No nature, nothing. Nothing. How does this feel? Without anything else around, just you. No distractions, nothing to compare with. No history and no future. There's nothing 
except you. There are no failures in here and no successes. In here there are no battles with self or battles with others. There's nothing except you. No body to contend with, no power, no emotions. Just you. There's no death in here. There's no pain in here. There's no goals, no plans, no battles, nothing. Nothing is not even dark, it's not even still. It's nothing. It's the I am. I exist. Not I exist if I have a family, or I exist if there are angels, or I exist if there are past lives, or I exist if there is a future. There's nothing. Just I exist. There is no history to overcome. There is no future to have to figure out and worry about. There is just the I exist. I am. There is no power in here. There's no hunger of the body or the mind or the soul in here. Just I exist. Don't ever leave this place. Don't ever stop being here, ever. This is you. There's no God. There's no energy. There is nothing but you. I am. Don't ever stop being here. You can still be in all of the other rooms. You can be with family. You can be with friends and lovers and angels and nature and everything else. You can be in all those other things, but don't ever stop being here. Don't ever stop being with yourself. I am. Everything else is just
an act of consciousness. This is the consciousness. Everything else is an expression and an experience, but this is consciousness. It doesn't need anything. Not food, not money, not power, not people, not gods, not angels, nothing. There's no past or present. It is just the I exist. Be here always and be wherever else you choose to, but be here always. Take a good deep breath, and in that breath now, from this place of I exist now, expand the consciousness, the awareness, the life into your mansion. Make those rooms any way you choose them to be. Choose who you want to be in the rooms. Be with the nature that surrounds your mansion. But always, always be in this room of nothing except you. Take a good deep breath, my dear friends, as we walk on into the powerless life, into new dimensions, into new experiences, but back into you, back into the I exist. Take a good deep breath. My dear Linda will slowly, slowly do some breathing with you as I take this precious moment to go back to my I exist, to go back to my I am. Just a quick reminder that you'll all be receiving your free complimentary I amers coming to you soon. Make good use of them, but never for power. And with that, my dear friends, as you already know, all is well in all of creation and in nothing. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks. And so it is. So I invite you to just stay for a little longer, each of us. I invite you to stay with the good deep breath. I don't want to overdo the words. I want each of us to stay with our feeling. Adamus walked us through this beautiful experience. Just notice what you're feeling. Breathe with the experience and allow it to integrate with each breath. Take the good deep breath. Stay with the good deep breath. Let your experience flow with the breath.
Allow yourself to be with the breath and the integration. Breathe with what it felt like for you. Adamus invites us to bring this into our life, to allow this. Stay with the good deep breath. Stay with you. This is a beautiful experience. So allow it to continue to expand. Allow this to be the basis for the walk on, the powerless life. Breathe, each of us, maybe even a little gratitude for Adamus sharing this experience with us. But more than anything, take care of you, breathe deeply, and before, wherever you are, if you're sitting here in the studio or at home, wherever you are, Stay with the breath a little longer. Breathe down into your body. It was so easy to go so far out in this experience. But breathe down into this body and let the energies flow all the way to your feet. I dare you even to wiggle your toes. It has such a grounding effect. And let's just go all the way and tap your feet on the ground just for clarity of grounding. But stay with the experience, the breath of it. So with that, I'd like to thank all of you, all of us in the studio, everyone listening on BTR, thecrimsoncircle.com, whether you were watching or listening, thank you for being here with us. Take the good deep breath and be back here October 3rd celebrating life with us. So thank you all. Thank you, Jeffrey Hoppe, for channeling Adamus again. And thank you to our staff and our wonderful studio group. Thank you.